Hello, Fempreneurs, and welcome to the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. I'm Lindsay Berry, founder of YYC Fempreneurs and Fempreneur Marketing School, which is a six-week experience to help you find your voice on social media while you're surrounded by a supportive team of like-minded ladies. And today's episode is an interview with one of those incredible like-minded ladies who is currently in summer school with about 15 other women. We've got a few more kind of coming in here up until July 31st. So if you want to register for summer school and dive in with us before July 31st, you can absolutely do that at yycfempreneurs.com. Rebecca's business hits really close to home for me because she started it out of childhood struggles um, and struggles that actually lasted past her childhood into adulthood. She's a newer mom. She's got a two-year-old little guy and her business is around nutrition and the mindset and the relationship with food, which is such a powerful thing, ladies. I'm sure all of you know the struggles we can face with food and finding the right things to eat and just feeling guilty and like we're always spinning our wheels when it comes to that. Rebecca is going to share some really cool stuff in this episode. So I'll stop talking. Let's dive in. I hope you're listening to this with your sunglasses on and a nice cold drink in your hand with an umbrella in it. Have a great rest of your day and let's get into the episode. Friday. Woo. (laughs) And how has your week been? Uh, Pretty good. Um, Just uh, been spending a lot of time with, with my little guy and, Spending time out when the weather's nice, we're just taking every opportunity we can get to get outside. So, um, Good. You know, things, things are things have slipped a little bit inside the house, but I, I'm okay with that. So that is totally fine. Yes, I have confirmation that we are live. Oh, awesome! There it is. Awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I don't know a lot of you watching this. Um, uh, Rebecca and I are new friends. We met uh, very recently, and I'm just, you know, really passionate about what she does for business. And I empower female entrepreneurs through my marketing school and through YYC Fempreneurs. And I really am excited to have the opportunity to draw some of that powerful story out of her today for all of you. (laughs) So um, Rebecca, why don't you get started with sharing um, how long ago you started your business and why you started your business? Uh, so officially I started my business in September, but, um, this whole business idea has kind of been in the back of my mind for a very long time. Um, so yeah, like I said, September, I went back to school in September and got my, um, applied nutrition science diploma. Um, and prior to that, um, so two years ago I lost my job. I had a job in sales and marketing and oil and gas. And I lost my job. And to be honest, I wasn't very happy at my job. Mm. So it was a perfect opportunity for me to kind of um, branch out and figure out what I was really passionate about. And it's really funny because here I was completely lost. I had been with this company for a really long time. And all these people are telling me, you need to do the nutrition thing. You're really passionate about it. And everybody's telling me this is what I need to do. And meanwhile, I'm like, not figuring it out for myself. Yeah. So I'm really thankful for, for the people that, you know, inspired me and gave me that push. I have a question. When you said not figuring it out for myself, like what did that look like? Was that self doubt? Was that just like literal confusion of how to get started? Like what, what was that phase like? Because there's a lot of newbie entrepreneurs or women watching this that probably would love to start a business. 
so I think if you could paint that picture a little more, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, it was, I mean, having a job is, is it's safe. It's comfortable, right? So you, you know that you're always going to have money coming in. You know how much until they let you go until they let you go. Right. (laughs) Right. And I mean, at what cost do we, you know, sacrifice money for our stress and our happiness and everything. Right. Yeah. Um, But I think a lot of it was self doubt, um, just a lack of, even a lack of support, like just asking for help and reaching out and, Mm -hmm. you know, having someone that could be there alongside me and help support my dream, which um, is my family, my husband, he's very supportive of what I do. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, You know, not everybody has that, that opportunity or that support person um, for that, but, and it was self doubt. It was, you know, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out? Um, you know what, like, you know, I, I've actually endeavored in other entrepreneurial projects in my life and they haven't worked out. Um, um, I used to make jewelry. I had a jewelry business, but I tried to manage that on top of working a full-time job and it was just, it was was too much. Right. So, um, but this, this is, this is something I'm passionate about and I'm, I'm excited to share with, with the world. So. Awesome. And I was, I was listening to an episode of the Tim Ferriss show recently. I think I shared it with all of you girls. The one that um, is actually an excerpt from his new book, Tools of Titans. And I can't remember who he was interviewing, but um, you know, just some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. And, and, and he, and he was like, you know, never start a business unless someone asks you to. Well, that's the thing. Right. And, um, you know, now I'm seeing that I am getting some support from people I know and people are sharing my, my posts and my, you know, they're telling people and they're coming to me with questions and, you know, it's, it's it's kind of all falling into place, I guess. Cool. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's, I think the world's most successful businesses do also have one commonality based on my research anyways, I'm sure you're going to agree with this. And that is that it's fueled by a huge sense of purpose, a huge why. So you've experienced some pretty big stuff in your life. You've had some challenges as we all have, um, but specifically around nutrition. So Mm -hmm. when did those challenges really start for you? And when did you start to feel like, you know, maybe I'm a little bit different and I'm challenged in this area that maybe others aren't and I need to figure this out. Like, how did that all start for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was born in the eighties and I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I grew up with, um, a mother who did every diet imaginable, you know, weight watchers and, um, you know, name it right the cabbage soup the detox you know we were people from the 80s and 70s were like entrenched in this diet culture where you you need to be thin and so and and thin was equated to to being healthy which we know now that's not true um and there's you know there's people who are in their 50s and 60s that still have that that diet mentality but anyway backing up um growing up you know you know my parents were busy they both worked i didn't have the greatest um diet i ate a lot of processed foods and at the time no fault of their own we we trusted the food producers we we believed that the food was was healthy and come sev- several years later everybody has all these health problems and obesity is on the rise but mm-hmm. i was an overweight child and i was teased a lot for it 
Mm. And then probably around the age 16, 17 was when I just became obsessed with healthy eating and exercising and mm. um, that kind of thing. And then here I am almost 39 years old, um, 20 years later, I was finding that I was still having those challenges around food. I was still feeling a lot of guilt. I was still feeling if I eat this cupcake, I need to go to the gym for two hours and burn it off. Eating was no longer enjoyable for me. Exercise was no longer enjoyable for me. And having a life centered around food, Mm -hmm. uh, I just realized I can't live like this anymore. And I know that there's a lot of people that feel the same way that I do. And I want to change that. And I want to change that rhetoric for the younger children too, for the girls that are growing up. Um, There's been studies done where they've asked girls ages five and six, when they think of the word diet, they associate that with weight loss. And that is something that, that to me, that is, that's scary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that, you know, I'd like to play a part in, in changing that. And hopefully, um, you know, we, we have these girls that feel good about themselves and don't feel guilty for having ice cream and mm-hmm. don't label foods good and bad and um, are just able to feel comfortable. Um, and, and yeah, so okay. and my, main, my main purpose is, is, is to help people get away from that thinking like yeah and so i want to talk a little bit a little bit about the education and maybe even just the science behind this area of expertise that you have like what did you learn in that course that you took that a helped you that you mm-hmm. probably got excited to share with other people mm-hmm. and b like that you maybe felt like holy shit, I wish I had known this like 20 years ago. Like what kind of aha, like aha moments did you have in school? Yeah. So part of the reason I took a science-based um, program is just really to eliminate any biases so I can um, essentially help people the best of my ability. Um, first and foremost, I did take the program not only to start my business, but to help myself too. Yeah. Um I had a a big aha moment when um, there was other people in the class and they were like, Oh my God, that's me. Or, you know, I used to believe that too, or, you know, and, and then you start to realize, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the, I noticed too, that when I was taking that program, I was starting to learn more about my body and what my body required Mm -hmm. And that I was starting to nourish my body in a way that I was supposed to, like I was, I was eating better, eating healthier. Um, but I was still like, I didn't, I didn't have that guilt and shame around food anymore. I was able to eat like a donut and not be like, Oh my God, I ate a donut and like obsess over it. And, um, or, Oh, I can't have that. I, I eliminated all food rules. Um, oh, I can't have that because, you know, if I eat a donut, I'm going to gain weight. Um, I also learned too that, you know, there's worse things in life than gaining a few pounds. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people who are afraid of gaining weight. Yeah. um, I've just, I mean, I I could go on all day about what I learned. It was was a pretty heavy course, but um, 
So yeah. when it comes to like that being healthy, like, of course, there's the mindset part of being healthy, like you're saying, not beating yourself up, being yes. more um, gracious with yourself, I guess, in those moments yeah. when you're having a craving. But I mean, my, my, and I was the child, I, I'm a child of the, I am a child of the 80s too, and was raised by a mother who I think was very similar to yours. And based on what you're saying, and I do know that as soon as you start talking like that, my brain starts thinking, how much weight did you gain when you started thinking like that? <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking right now. So like, how do you find that health balance between being gracious with yourself when you're wanting a little treat or something that you know isn't necessarily nutritionally good for you. And then like being better about making those wise choices on a more regular basis when it comes to getting the proper nutrition, like macronutrients mm -hmm. nutrition, like how did you start to figure out that balance? Well, I think a lot of it, it goes back to the mindset and before someone can start counting their macros and everything, mm -hmm. you need to make sure a, that they have a really solid nutrition foundation. Okay. Um, you know, if they understand, you know, lean protein and why we need carbohydrates and all that kind of stuff, okay. we need to kind of focus on that and your relationship with food before we can, you know, start counting calories and restricting calories. And before okay. we, so because my, goal is to make it sustainable. I have clients who've been on Weight Watchers seven times. We know that that doesn't work for you. It's just roller coaster dieting. It's not sustainable. That's how the diet industry makes their money. Mm -hmm. is they want you, you know, you gain, you lose the weight, you reach your goal, you go back to your old habits. Yeah. You need to buy the program again. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, you really need to start with, um, making sure someone has that, that foundation and everybody's foundation and starting point is, is different. Um, okay. and, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. So does that, did that answer your yeah, question? I'm, I guess I'm also curious about like, cause I've read some books about, you know, different things to do with health and nutrition. And I mean, for example, those of us, those of the ladies that I mean, probably guys watching too. I always talk to ladies because that's what I do. But for those people watching who don't know what macros are, do you want to maybe just share with them a little bit of the, of the terminology and like what a macronutrient is? and what the Yeah. So a macronutrient, um, they're nutrients that our bodies require in large amounts. So your carbohydrates, your protein and your fats. And you know, it's, it's, a, it's, com it's complex. Um, when it comes to that, what each, and each has a function in our body. Um, and plays a very important role in our, in our bodies. Um, but that, that's essentially what a macronutrient is. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. So my first book that I wrote money and 39 forever mom, it's called just, are you 39? I'll be 39 this month. Yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so the first, I wrote that book when I was, I was 33 when I wrote the book, but anyways, the book, um, I talked about, I referenced nutrition and macronutrients and counting macros. And I referenced it because there is such a parallel between financial management mm -hmm. and knowing where you're at right now before you can make any changes. So I'm curious to know if, you know, like when I work with a client who wants to get their money sorted out and wants to basically just understand what's going on and mm -hmm. knows that things are out of whack, but wants to be able to make changes. Like the first step is to literally look at everything that's going on with their money and the numbers have to be fairly accurate. Otherwise 
you can't tweak them, right? So do you do something like that with your clients? Like when you start working with people? Yeah, I definitely can. I mean, if what, so a lot of people think, especially when it comes to weight loss, it's calories in calories out, which is, is true. Um, but what I'm seeing now is there's women that are restricting their calories, like to that of like a two-year-old. Okay. Um, and that just doesn't work and like, Oh, I can't lose weight. And so, yeah, getting those whole foods and focusing on those macros, um, that's going and focusing on that, that number of calories that, that is something I will do with the client if weight loss is their goal. However, my, my thing is I want them to be sustainable for life. So unless you plan on counting your macros for the rest of your life, that's not sustainable. Right. Right. Um, but for some people, um, that have the really good nutritional foundation, good understanding, counting macros might, might work for them. Um, Whereas maybe someone else, maybe intuitive eating works better for them, or maybe there's something in the middle where it's, you know, flexible. Right. Um, But yeah, I can, I can definitely work with um, clients to calculate their macros. And maybe by doing that, that gives them an idea of how many carbohydrates they need in a day, how many, how much protein and, and fat. And, you know, it's funny when you think about, you know, fat, a lot of people like, Oh, fat is bad. And, Right now, keto's the big thing, so carbs are bad. But um, yeah, and and that's that's the problem too with a lot of the information that's out there. You know, I have women who come to me and they're like, I don't even know what to eat anymore because any you know I see a, something over here that tells me this is bad and this is going to give me cancer and I don't even know what to do anymore. And yeah, like that's you know, and part of my program too is is how to teach people to seek out the credible information versus okay, the, awesome. the, you know, non-credible information. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The information, so yes, it's based on science rather than personal anecdote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause, and that's the problem with nutrition. It's, it's so different for everybody and like your genetics play into it. And there's, there's just so many factors, right? So yeah. we really do need to rely on the science and, just because say the keto diet worked for this person doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And so what were your energy levels like, and maybe just your overall mood when you started implementing this stuff you were learning in your nutrition course, did you notice drastic changes in that? Yeah, I definitely did. And I think even part of just feeling better. I'm like, not only was I nourishing my body, but because I had a purpose that made me feel really good. And that kind of made me want to get out of bed in the morning. And, you know, I, it's something that I had been searching for, I guess, for my whole life. Right. Like, um, you know, when you're, you're a, you're a kid and you're in high school, it's like, you have to make a decision what you're going to do. And, you know, here I am, 39 years old and I'm just figuring it out now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe at a young age, we're almost forced to make a decision, but maybe that's not where we belong. Right. You know? yeah. So I'm actually, I'm seeing this with quite a few people now, you know, they're, they're able to take that, you know, that, that opportunity of losing your job and doing something that, you know, is fulfilling. Yeah. Allows me to spend time with my, 
my son. And it just, it, it allows me to connect with, with people, which I love doing. So cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And I mean, you've obviously designed programs, you know, one-on-one training group stuff, all sorts of ways for people to to gain your knowledge, to, mm-hmm. to be a part of, you know, that change that you've experienced and to experience it for themselves. So I guess, talk to us a little bit about what that looks like and how you developed your business from taking a course. Like, I mean, the, does the course teach you how to become an entrepreneur <laughs> or they just teach have, you um, they, Yeah. So actually the program was really good because a lot of like uh, health people that go and take health programs, they aren't taught that business side of things and social right. media. Right. Um, what was really nice about the program that I took, they did have an actual unit on entrepreneurship. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't vast, but it was part of the program. Um, they taught us where we needed to, how to get a business loan if we needed. One of our projects was to have, um, to start our, our um, Instagram or Facebook to start oh, that. Okay. that was one of our assignments. Um, they, you know, yeah, they, they taught us where to go to get a business license and GST and what, whether we want to incorporate our business or not. We went over all the liabilities and forms and all of that. So, um, that was really, really helpful. And just me, like my background is business. So, um, I had sort of that as well. Um, but it was nice that the program was able to, um, teach us that. And then they also have a part where people who are already business owners or industry people, they come in and talk to us about their business and they'll share some of their tips and how they got started and, you know, apps that they use and things that they're doing. And then we get the opportunity to go and work with someone like that for, for 40 hours. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good program. I highly recommend it for anybody that's looking to um, make that switch. What's it called? Um, So it's through uh, Elevated Learning Academy and it's the Applied Nutrition Science Diploma. Okay. It's, you do it mostly, you do, you do online, mostly at home. You do all your lectures and quizzes at home. Okay. And then you go to a classroom three days a week. Um, But it's a six month program. It's intense. It's a lot of content. You basically won't have a life for six months, but you're able to fast track getting a diploma, which would normally take you two years. So, wow. That's but awesome. It's intense. <laughs> for you. That's so great. Wow. And yeah. you're a mom of a little guy and your wife and you're just like getting your business off the ground. Like you must feel fairly busy most days. <laughs> yeah, I am busy, but I also, I try really hard to, um, you know, shut it off at a certain time at night and um, go to sleep because I, I realize sleep is important for my health too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my, my son is another reason why I'm doing this. Um, I look at him with his eating habits, you know, kids are the original intuitive eaters. They eat, mm. you know, you put food in front of them and they'll decide whether or not they want to eat and they'll decide what they're going to eat. And when they're done, they're done. You know, they have little tummies. We can't expect them to uh, eat the same amount of food that I eat. And, um, you know, if, if kids have, say, a day before where they've eaten a lot, they'll maybe not eat as much the next day. So these are things okay. that I'm a lot more aware of when I'm watching yeah. my, my son. Um, you know, we don't 
we don't make him finish his his dinner you have to finish your dinner before you can have dessert because that's just teaching kids to override their their fullness cues mm. and we don't really want dessert to be an issue anyway we shouldn't have to earn our dessert mm. um, because there you go you're 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 by making you're using dessert as a reward for finishing your meal and that's that that's going to create issues in the future when it comes to um your child's relationship with with food so a lot of the time i'll either not serve dessert or i'll just serve dessert with dinner i'll put a cookie on the side of his plate ah right interesting yeah and then like dessert is, isn't an issue right so yeah 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 there's lots of little tips and tricks but yeah like i i learn a lot from watching kids and how they eat okay Mm -hmm. Are there books specifically that like that you've read perhaps that are specifically around that sort of science of studying these little these little people that haven't had their habits changed yet by force? I haven't read any books, but there's a really good website um, where it's actually there's actually been studies done around this. Um, yeah, it's like backed by science. And so um, there's been it's. What is it? I'll I'll share the link throw, at the throw end. Throw it in the comments after, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's comments. We haven't got any questions or anything like that. I probably should have said that when we started. That if anyone had a question or anything for you, they could pop it into comments. But um, that's okay. We'll remember to do that next time. Um, no, this has been really really interesting, and I think um, you know, I would like you to just speak for a moment to the female entrepreneurs watching this, the women who are maybe not even at that stage yet. They're getting, they have an idea, they think it's going to be a good business, but they're not really confident enough to take the next steps. What would you say to those women? Uh, so I was that person. Um, you just, you just got to take a deep breath and just, just do it. Um, what's nice about what I'm doing is I don't have to, you know, I'm doing consulting, so I don't have to bring in a bunch of inventory or spend a ton of money um up front but yeah my and and end the self-doubt mm. that's and how do you do that though like how do you do that like do, do, is it who you surrounded your like how did you get over that did you change who you hang out with did you change what you put into your brain maybe new podcasts yeah it, like, how did you just like changing your your thoughts around food um it's something that's a work in progress and it, it can take a long time to get there to change that mindset um something that worked really well for me was journaling like okay. you can do this you are and and surrounding myself with people people who are encouraging much like the yyc fempreneurs i'm partnered up with shannon and she's awesome. amazing she's been in business for a long time so she's shared tons and tons of tips with me and some of her struggles and things and cool. uh, and you know we've there's many many times I've thought, oh my God, what if I fail? But yeah. even if I do fail, I have a soft place to land, right? right? I have. Right. And what is so failure anyways? I, I mean, I always challenge when people use that word, not that I'm disagreeing with you, but I challenge the mindset behind that word failure because you know, you mentioned that you'd been in business before, you've, you've started businesses and they mm -hmm. failed, right? But there must've been such huge lessons in each of those failures so ultimately that was not failure 
that was like pre-training for the real deal. Like that yeah, was, was setting like, you up for. It was learning, learning, right? And it, you learn from it, like what you can do differently and what you shouldn't do. And yeah, um, for me, like time was always an issue, right? Like, yes, I want to do this, but then having a full-time job at the same time, it's just too much, but the full-time job is safe. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if, if you have the, the expertise and the background and, you know, if I just said to myself, you know what, if this doesn't work out, then worst case scenario, I have to go out and get a job. Right. Exactly. Right? I love that question. And what's the worst that can happen. And I think we sometimes forget to ask ourselves that. Yeah. And we're like, really scared of the what ifs. And then when we actually look at the what ifs, like the worst case scenarios, we're like, shit, that's not that bad. Like, I'll be all right. I'll figure that out. Yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll go out, I'll get a job, I have lots of support. Like it'll I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I must yeah. remember. There's always jobs out there. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's kind of how I looked at it. Like that would be the worst case <clears throat> scenario. And well, I do a lot of reading too. And um I know that you're a big fan of Dale Carnegie. Yeah. And you know that how to I know he has a book, How to Stop Wor- Worrying and Start Living, which mm-hmm. I've read. Sure. Um, and then I've actually, I've taken the Dale Carnegie sales advantage course too, and actually volunteered for them a little bit as well. Um, just working with, with people and coaching them. So, um, it's just kind of getting out there and surrounding yourself with people, um, that are like-minded, um, that will encourage you and inspire you. And those who, who don't support you or um, you know, like I, yeah, I I mean, you can't be around people that don't support you. You know, they're Mm -hmm. energy vampires. They will make you doubt yourself and yeah. So surround yourself with good people. Nice. Well, thank Thank you you so much for allowing me to have this conversation with you. And is this your first ever Facebook live? I know. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You've done amazing. Good job. And I want to give a quick shout out to Corinne. She's been watching and I'm so grateful for Corinne. She came into the Fempreneur community last summer and she's referred a ton of awesome ladies. You are one of those to the YYC Fempreneur Marketing School. And so Corinne, if you're watching, listening, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, because it wasn't for you, I wouldn't know Rebecca. And I'm really enjoying getting to know you, Rebecca, and I'm just so happy to see another woman who was very much called to do something very big and and scary as a business. Mm. You 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 stepped out and you did it, and you've overcome a lot of fear. And I'm sure you're not anywhere near the end of that, but we never are, mm. right? And and you have a super awesome team, um, and it's gotten bigger recently. So congrats! And is there anything yeah. else that you wanted to leave people with? I mean, obviously your website is balance nutrition yyc dot no it's um my website's balance nutrition dot ca oh balance nutrition dot ca and your balance nutrition yyc on instagram yes okay yes awesome. um, and, uh... <clears throat> excuse me you know i just i want to leave you with this i want everybody to be kind to themselves um when it comes to your your food choices and um, you know, it's really hard to change those habits when we've lived them our entire lives. But mm-hmm. give yourself permission 
to enjoy, you know, a s'more with your family sitting around the campfire or an ice cream cone or, you know, just, just be kind to yourselves. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, have a great Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for watching this. And uh, yeah, I mean, tag a friend if you if you've been if something's resonating with you and tag her in the comments, him or her below. And, um, and yeah, and thanks, Rebecca, for everything you do for the YYC Femmepreneurs. No problem. Thank you. Okay, bye, bye. for now.